Why are police photographing our license plate? What are we doing for veterans returning home damaged physically and mentally, suffering from depression, homelessness, and suicide? Why did the Supreme Court deposit corporate money into our electoral process? Should we redefine middle class as working poor? Or is it just another Wall Street merger? What's really behind new voter picture ID laws in certain states? Why aren't NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox asking these questions? Welcome to the Reasonable Voice radio show. I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice. The mission of the Reasonable Voice is to connect the dots between politics and finance, the need for better and more affordable education, our humanity, world peace, and, of course, the arts, which we then gladly provide our listeners, the voting public, as informative food for thought to provoke their self-determination and appetite for equal economic opportunity and justice for all without truth decay. The Reasonable Voices are advocates prioritizing education, preserving our history, leading by example for a peaceful and prosperous world by evoking and embracing both creative artists and political unity as solutions to our challenges. Good afternoon. This is the Reasonable Voices News Talk Radio Program, and I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice. As I've announced before, during this time of the coronavirus, COVID-19, I decided until further notice to dedicate the Reasonable Voices radio program to reminders of how we Americans have weathered many hardships before and came through stronger together. However, this is not a happy talk show that will ignore or deny reality. We are all in a bind, but we have each other. So I invited my good friend Avery Summers, who is an award-winning actress-singer whose voice has been called a powerhouse in the New York Times, and she was honored to replace, by the way, Neil Carter on Broadway in Ain't Misbehaving. On national tours, she delighted audiences as Matron Mama Morton in Chicago with Cheetah Rivera and Joel Gray and charmed them as Jewel in the best little whorehouse in Texas with Anne Margaret. She has also worked on Broadway numerous times, played the road with Broadway national tours, performed regional theater, and she's worked the nightclub circuit. Most recently, I caught up with her in our beloved New York City. Hope you caught Broadway singer-actress Avery Summers in New York City, October 31st, appearing in the Cabaret Convention or the Laurie Beachman Theater, singing love songs, Broadway songs, and a great medley of memorable 60s songs, because like all of us, COVID-19 has put a stay-at-home pause on many careers, including her scheduled March 19th at Feinstein's 54 Below. Nonetheless, we persist. Welcome back to The Reasonable Voices, Avery. How are you today? Hello, I'm wonderful. How are you? Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's always good to talk to you. And I, you know, um, well, you've just been on my mind since the last time we saw each other and the last time we talked on radio. Everything was so upbeat and flowing. And then we all got this (laughs) (laughs) sort of cold water in the face. How are you doing uh, being homebound? I mean, that's not your usual lifestyle. Well, it's not my usual lifestyle recently. I I was on the road quite a bit 
doing my shows. But I tell you honestly, I am a, a stay-at-home type person. Mm. I go out uh, at night when I'm working, and that's about it. I may make a voyage here and there to some store looking for jewelry. I love jewelry, mm-hmm. and I love pretty shoes. So I always, <laughs> you know, take a, a little joint during the week for something new. But other than that, I, I, I don't mind staying at home. I love watching my favorite uh, Turner Classic old movies and listening to what they called um, back-in-the-day songs. So um, I'm doing pretty well right now, pretty well. Well, you know, I, I must admit I'm not one of those people that, you know, you, you don't care about something until they take it away from you. <laughs> because like you, I'll have to say this, on March 11th, I finished six videos that I was directing for um, mm-hmm. the Jefferson School City Center and, and, and for what was to be a May 2nd event for them. We were also going to be videoing that as well, but that had to be at least postponed, if not canceled. And so what I've what has happened to me during this, I mean, I've always worked out of home, my home studio for radio and for writing, of course, but uh, mm-hmm. I had to learn how to edit video remotely. So my editor, yeah, my editor's in the studio twenty miles away, and I'm I'm sitting in my studio at home, and and he set it up so that I could see the screen in the studio, and therefore tell him exactly where to make cuts and so forth. And he was just, I mean, it it was great, and it flowed, and and I felt so intelligent until we hit the part about adding the music. Then it was tough. <laughs> it was tough to do. Music didn't. Music does didn't want to work remotely. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but so how do you? Um, you you. I I just wonder. I'm glad to hear that you. You know, I, I'm I'm tongue tied only because, on all the time I've known you, I've always admired your jewelry and shoes, and now I know why. <laughs> you know, and I don't think I've ever said anything about it. But but uh, you are always so bedecked. You know what I mean. So. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. So that's a nice. You know, I, I tell you honestly, I I'm doing all right here. I live here with my grand nephew. He's uh, one of my uh, sister's twin grandsons, mm-hmm. and uh, we live in a house that's almost like two separate apartments with a roof. Ah. So he's on one side of the house, and I'm on the other. And the common place is the kitchen. Yes. And so we see each other maybe a couple of times a day, and we will chat. And and then I come to my area uh, over. I say over here, and you maybe could imagine I'm on the east side of the house. Yes. He's on the west side of the uh, house. And uh, you know, it, it, it's it's an okay thing. The good part about it, Mar- uh, Marcello, is that last night I did a Zoom meeting with some of my friends from a show called The Best Little Horror House in Texas uh-huh. that I did with Ann Margaret yes. many moons ago. Yes. And we caught up and giggled and grinned and told <laughs> stories about having been on the road all that time ago and how much fun it was. And we all just kept saying to each other, oh my gosh, you look so good. I know. And that was such a treat, you know? So to me today to just sort of stay focused, stay in, know what I've got to do, and wait for the all clear. That's right. That's true. Mm-hmm. And you know I've had a similar uh, situation with Zoom, 
I found, I mean, I think I'm a pretty personable person. I look people in the eye, tell them the truth and all that. But you know, when you yeah. get on Zoom uh, and there's this head and shoulder shot and everybody's looking at everybody, you really realize how often, at least I did, how often there is been a growing lack of eye contact between us all. And I just think, well, you know, there's a lesson in everything, no matter how difficult the lesson may be. And now we are listening more, I think, to each other and looking at each other in the face. You have no choice because yeah. there you are on the screen. Yeah. What do you think? That's right. I think you're right. And, I, I, you know, there is something to be said about everything. We are slowing down, as you're saying, mm. and uh, understanding what this all will mean because I certainly believe that it will change or has already changed every single thing that we know and will do. Yes. And I, and I spoke with my collaborator, and we will talk about him, but he lives in New York, mm -hmm. and he had a Zoom meeting with some friends of us, Theta, and he said that they have said in New York about doing Broadway, it will not happen for quite a while. Yes. Quite a while. I know. So that's... Uh, that's a reality that we all must face. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know I talk to my friends in New York too, and there's some I've been afraid to call. I'm so worried about them, but I must do. I must call them. You know, mm -hmm. it moved so quickly through neighborhoods I've lived in. You know, and mm -hmm. and then out mm -hmm. on the island. I mean, there's so many people I know out on Long Island and Shelter Island and whatever. But um, but you're right. We we. Um, we, we've, we're being changed, and we can decide that this change is going to ultimately be a positive one. We're going to come out knowing more about each other and what we do and how to, how we can do it differently, even. What are your thoughts? Yes, absolutely. I tell you something else, uh, you know, and this is, well, I'm, I, I believe in God. Mm -hmm. I will put that out there, and I'll put it out very clearly. And so my faith keeps me walking through this on a daily basis. Yes. I cannot look into the future. If I do, if I think of what could happen in October or maybe next January, I'm going to really be upset. Mm -hmm. So my best bet is to do a day-by-day, -day, sometimes moment-by-moment -moment check in on myself mm -hmm. and realize that I'm here. Yes. I'm still here. I must still be here for a reason. Exactly. I'm in good health. I walk by faith, and that's as much as I feel that I need to allow myself to do every day, mm -hmm. to stay focused yes. and to stay in the moment, you know? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I wonder, um, just to let's touch a bit on what must certainly be a, a difficult loss. I mean, your offer to, to perform at Feinstein's 54 Below uh, mm -hmm. I mean that was that was huge. Not that you haven't done even greater things, but but to to be so close uh, at doing that. As a matter of fact, the last time we talked on radio, I think we talked about that. That was the next yes. thing that was coming. How did you take that? I I, um, uh, I mean I have some stories like that, but I'd like like to know. Tell us so that we can learn from it. How we can deal uh, with such well, disappointments. You know. Right, I get that disappointment and all of that. But there was a there was a moment uh, when I did not want to go to New York, mm -hmm. and it was just before my producer, who paid for my hotel, my travel, my food, 
rehearsal space uh, and all of those things. Uh, we talked about it. We were very, um, uh, very informed and honest with each other. Yes. He said, Avery, I'm in two categories. I'm 70-odd years old, and I've had two heart attacks. Mm. And I, quite frankly, do not want to put myself in the position of being in a flight with people I don't know yes. and in a club with people I don't know. Mm. What are your thoughts? And I said, quite honestly, I want very much to go, but I also don't want to put myself in that position because I'm diabetic. Yes. And it's one of those underlying things that people have mentioned. And let's be honest and figure out what we can do. We talked with the people at 54 Below, and I just must say mm -hmm. that they were not ready yet for us to cancel our show. Uh-huh. They were not. They wanted to continue with PR for the show and everything. And honestly, within a day or so, the whole city started to shut down. Yes. So we were ahead of the curve, if you, if you yes. will. Yes. And, and kept ourselves from, you know, feeling horrible about it. Uh, it, it, it was not something that was a huge disappointment because we had already spoken about it. Yes. And the possibility of doing the show again might arise. I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, you know, we none of us now knows exactly when we will return to what we call our jobs, our love, mm -hmm. our uh, things that we do with passion and, mm -hmm. and all of that and, and everything. But I work constantly on music. Yes. I do. So that particular show was, it was a joy to think about. It was fabulous to anticipate. And um, I know that my life will continue. And 2021, I, I gotta believe that all of these things will have a, uh, a, a turnaround point in yes. our lives. Yes. And I believe that bigger is, is coming. Yes, I agree with you. And I think also, we again, I stress we are learning, uh, even the kids, the high school kids who, who are doing musicals that had to be canceled or getting online and Zooming songs all over the Internet. And, and I just mm -hmm. think that I've always believed, it's not just my opinion, I mean, the arts are what hold us together. And the, one mm -hmm. of the first thoughts I had when this hit so so hard, I told the uh, not only my production team, but the uh, the client who had hired us to do these videos, uh, and this mm -hmm. was back in February that we were working and and uh, and aiming to get the the sh the shots done, the uh, videos done in in mid March. But I said to them then, you know, this is this is not a minor thing. May second is in a question, so I, I'm suggested to them we have to change the focus of the video mm -hmm. so that it it's is a stand-in as much as possible for what you had planned to do on May 2nd as opposed to mm -hmm. simply being a promotion and it was it, it like in your case not everyone agreed they thought I was overreacting but fortunately I I pushed for March 11 and we did get it all shot and so we we moved forward and you know I want to go to a break but I want to ask you one thing because there was a question that's been on my mind as you are at home, are you singing? Are you practicing? Are you keeping up the voice? But are you picking songs? How does that play in your time now? 
Yes, I am doing all of the above, and I want to uh, expound on that when we have uh, a little bit more time. So, yes, uh, yes, yes, and yes to okay. all of the questions. <laughs> okay, great. All right, then. We're going to take a short break. We are talking with Broadway singer-actress Avery Summers, and I'm proud to say a very dear friend of mine for many decades. I love to I'll end this first segment with this. I lived in West Palm Beach when she was living in New York, and then she moved to West Palm Beach, and I was living in New York. And we're just, <laughs> but we've gotten back together and loving it. All right, we'll be Absolutely. right back with Avery Summers. Stay with us. All right. And now, Broadway's Avery Summers. Welcome back to the Reasonable Voices News Talk Radio Program. I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, having a warm, tender, and moving catch-up with my good friend, Broadway singer-actress Avery Summers. She has done so much. We talked about a bit in her introduction in New York City, in, in Palm Beach, West Palm Beach, Florida, where we both have lived and where she lives now, I believe. Right, Avery? I do, yes, yes I do. You do. And I'm thrilled to be home. <laughs> I know. I can imagine, you know, let's let's talk just a little more about that. I, I know you were in New York such a short time before all of this sort of hit, just like I was racing to get these video productions done. What was it like that uh, to to know you, you very well just missed it? How's that, to put it, by getting well, back know, to Florida? Very, yes, that's a, that's a great question. I was here doing a show, a cabaret show that was um, created with one of my partners. His name is Rob Russell. He's a wonderful fellow. Mm -hmm. And anticipating 
March 19th to go to 54 below, and of course we talked about that briefly, but I, I'm just glad that I am home and that West Palm Beach is my home because it's pretty, very rare that we have horrible weather. We mm-hmm. have our hurricane season, which is coming up, yes. but it's not something that we deal with bad, bad weather every year, like snow. And so I'm just glad to be here and you know, we still drive here. People drive. There are few cars on the road as they used to be. Uh, there are few people in the stores. I think now people understand that they must uh, really sort of help move this curve and flatten it out so they wear their masks, mm-hmm. they wear their gloves, they make lists now to go to the grocery store. I'm a list maker anyway, yes. but you know. I love going up and down the aisles at the grocery store and just lolling around and <laughs> taking my time. But I don't do that. Yes. I yeah. don't do that. I get in, I get out. That's and right. stay home. So, yeah, it was quite a, it was quite a challenge to, um, to realize that, oh, my gosh, I was just there in New York. And, um, you know, what that could actually feel like and mean yes. to me, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, also, the, you were planning on doing, uh, and probably still are planning on doing uh, from time to time, your show, Sentimental Reasons, uh, which I know really tugs at the heartstrings for you. Can you tell us about Sentimental Reasons, what the songs, what your plan, why it came about, how it came about, and what are your plans for it in the future? Yes, yes. Uh, the Sentimental Reasons came about because it was my parents' favorite song when they met. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Florida A.M. University, and uh, he was a senior and she was a freshman, and they loved Sentimental Reasons, and they were also wonderful dancers. So that song sort of tugged at my heart when I was getting ready to create a new show for myself. And this goes back now, I guess, about three or four years when we, we when I say we, I'm talking about Phil Henson. He's my musical director here. Mm-hmm started putting the show together and I knew that I wanted beautiful songs with beautiful lyrics and pretty music. So that's how that show came about and we had we would make list after list of songs and and throw this one out and put this one in and throw that one out. And finally he came to me with some songs from a show that he heard and he said, How about this? And we put the songs together and we put the the dialogue together and the things that made sense and made it match and we came up with for sentimental reasons and I talk about that uh, with my parents uh, at the end of the show also sort of a tag if you will mm-hmm. of them and I sing about them and uh, and talk about them but I, I love this show very much I've held on to it um, for all of the sentimental reasons yes. if you will uh, of of doing it, and when I was asked to do it in New York this past uh, November, uh, it was a joy to do and to work with Dana Rowe, who yes. was my musical director there, Yes, and uh, I, I have future plans for it, but quite honestly, Dana and I are working on a new show. Okay, well, let's, I, <laughs> let's talk yes, about it. <laughs> yes. uh, it. It's a show that... Um, now that goes back a good 20-some-odd years mm-hmm. in my memory of wanting to do a blues show. I always wanted to sing the blues, but I was, and I was always asked by people, 
am I a blues singer? Uh-huh. Well, I always said, no, I'm not a blues singer. I was a Broadway, you know, cabaret singer, not uh-huh. the blues, quote unquote. Yes. But I, I talked with my sister one day, not Betty, but mm-hmm. my oldest sister, and uh-huh. she said, you know, you could be missing a bet. <laughs> and I said, oh, gosh, well, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> so I put together a show now, and I'll tell you the title of it. It's called Didn't It Rain? Uh, Avery Summers sings of rivers and blues. All right. Wow. Wow. So, so that gives you a hint about where I'm headed with this show. Yes. It's it's um it's it's a labor of love. It's mm. a, it's something that Dana and I have been working on for more than a year, actually, mm. because he lives in New York, and so we talk to each other maybe once a week mm-hmm. on the phone and now with FaceTime and uh, we're, we're beating it out you know we're uh-huh. really just making it come to life and figuring out what we're going to do and we actually here in South Florida there is the Kravis Center do yes. you remember the Kravis? Oh, yeah. oh yes well Betty and I work there right yes that's correct and so I have a date on the book for December 19th Okay. If that comes to fruition, that would be fabulous. I don't know. Um, but he and I are working feverishly to get our show together to present on December 19th. So I, I'm singing every day. Uh, I, I love to dance. Yes. And so I go to YouTube and I find my favorite old school uh, songs to dance to and I sing along with those and it's something that's important to me to keep my chops, my voice sure. up and, uh, you know, so that when someone calls and we're all ready and everybody's back to work, I'm available and I can do what, what with the gift that God gave me, what I know how to do. Yes, exactly. We have that conversation every morning, God and I, you know, you gave, you, you gave me this, you gave me that, and now I want to mm-hmm. do the most with it every day. Every mm-hmm. single day. Absolutely. And it's a way of saying thank you. I mean, you know, yes. by sharing it. So many things I wanted to ask you, including about the weather down there. You, you've you touched on already. Uh, and we always do that. When we talk, we, you know, we're just flying all over the place, but it all gets said one way or the other. The grocery store and wearing masks and gloves and taking it seriously. And now hurricane season is coming uh but we'll sing our way and direct our way and write our way through it, that's for sure. You mentioned Phil and, and, and Dana P. Rowe. Now, Dana is who I met in New York, right? He did the ensemble. Yes. When, yes. Tell us about that yes, because that was, it was something. It was the first time I'd seen you perform live in longer than I care to admit. Tell us about that night. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, Dana and I, worked, uh, we are, we go back about 25 years, longer mm-hmm. than I've known you, actually. Mm-hmm. And Dana and I worked on a show which was at a place called the Caldwell Theater in Boca Raton. Oh, yes. And, and uh, he was my musical director there, and um, he also wrote a song for me. My show was called But Not For Me from the song. They're writing songs of love, but not for me. Yes. And uh, he was my musical director. He put the ensemble together there for me. And we lost touch when he left Florida and went to New York. Mm -hmm. And then I went to New York briefly for a few things. We got in touch again. 
But just um, now, almost two years ago, we reconnected because he was handling my website. Uh And uh, he said, you know, do you still want this website? I can continue to work with you on it. And I said, yes, I would love to have it. So we started talking again. Mm -hmm. And then that's how we started putting the show together that we did with Richard Skipper. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Lori Beachman, and then when I was asked to do the Cattle Day Convention this past year, I reached out to him, and he was just thrilled to do it. And uh, but Dana is is a force all his own. Oh yes, He's had major major success with off Broadway shows, shows that have gone to London and yes. Switzerland, and and uh, and he's been writing with his writing partner for over thirty years. So. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something wonderful to be able to reach back, such as with you, to someone that you've known a long, long time and have a history with Mm. and you feel comfortable with and you almost have a shorthand in speaking with each other. Mm. You you understand what I'm saying? Oh, yes, yes, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) And and so it's a joy to work with him uh, on this piece and uh, and we, we get together and most of our time, as with you, we laugh a lot. Yes. We talk about everything else. Yes. And then the last 20 minutes, we talk about the show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. How well I know. You know, sometimes just listening to you talk, I, I don't know that I'd care what you were talking about. It's just the sound of your voice. It brings back so many me- it, it, it. You know what? It's not that it brings back memories. It's that it, mm-hmm. we go right to where we last were. We never yes. miss a beat. That is the beauty yes. of it. You know, you were telling me, at least during uh, intermission, your philosophy of friendship. Share that a bit with us. Well, as I said, with, with Dana, we go back 25 years. With you, I guess it, it could be about 20 years now, I guess. Yes, I and, guess so. And, uh, you know, and it's, what's wonderful about that is, as you said, we pick up and we may reminisce a bit, but then we go forward with just where we are now yes. with what's going on and yes. how important it is in my life to have you as a friend. You've been someone who um, I connected with when we first met through my sister Betty. And, and, you know, I just feel like I've always had you as a friend and someone that I could just, if I, if I needed to, just for a moment of or a moment of, of uh, information uh, or just something like that, Marcello has always been there. You've always been there. And, and boy, that just makes me feel so, so good. I talked about having a, a Zoom meeting the other night, last night, as a matter of fact, with friends from the best little whorehouse in Texas and yes. how much that made me feel so good. And that's what it made me feel like to talk with you today. I couldn't wait for... Mm the call to, to connect with you today just uh, just made me feel so warm in my heart and, and I, I truly mean that from the bottom of my heart well I feel the same way dear and I just uh, we just we're just so connected in so many ways so many levels uh, yeah. our, our love for your sister Betty of course and uh, uh, but all that we do the fact that we're privileged to do it you know, mm-hmm. to, to be mm-hmm. in the business we're in and, and uh, always find a way to get it done and, uh, mm-hmm. and please audiences. And it means so much to have kindred spirits in, in any uh, career or profession. But I got to tell you, the arts kind of uh, 
you you wear your heart on a sleeve every time you go out to uh, in front of that audience. You know, you mentioned that Dana was doing your website. Why don't we give your website so people can keep in touch and know what you're up to and and hear some songs? Are you singing on your website, or what do we have there? Well, on uh, Dana's finishing up with AveriSummers.com. Okay. So that's the one that's working now, and it's being constructed, so there are a few things on there. But the original one that I had, which was Avery Summers singer.com had me with a lot of video and uh, songs that I have on my original CD, which goes way back now to 09. Uh, And actually, several people in recent years have said, listen, it's time for you to get back in the studio and do another (laughs) CD. Uh, and if you want, I will pay for it, and I jumped. All right. <laughs> so, Excellent. Yeah, that works. Sure. <laughs> uh, I believe there are still two websites out there. I haven't looked yet to find the old one, AveriSummersSinger.com, but I believe it's still out there, and the, the newest one is AveriSummers.com. Excellent, because mm-hmm. we, we do want to keep track of you, and I love just picking up the phone and calling, you know, and... I guess the last question I want to ask you today, Avery, is this, because I told you before we went on the air, I asked you, of course, for personal and professional reasons to be on the show today, but mm-hmm. uh, but I also asked because I know how inspirational you can be, and I think there are a lot of people, whether in show business or not, there are a lot of people listening today who need to hear from someone who's done so much uh, as you have, road shows, cabarets, and now on to the blues, and of course Broadway, and and, uh, don't forget Burt Reynolds, Uh, you Uh know, uh, you've done so much and made people laugh and cry and applaud and standing ovations. And it wasn't just the talent as amazing as that is, it was the, the spirit that you bring to your performance that we all feel touched by. Tell us now what what do you think what if you if you were in charge what would you suggest we all be thinking and feeling and doing how's that Wow yeah. <laughs> well first of all thank you very much for for saying all those wonderful things it really means a lot to me I I honestly never think of myself as wise and I'll say this. A friend of mine just last week said to me, I want to speak with you next week because I need some of your wisdom. Mm-hmm. And it kind of it kind of caught me off guard yes. uh, because I never think of myself as that. But uh, I have been, you know, blessed, I guess, with the uh, ability to look forward and not look back. Mm-hmm. There, there's, there's nothing I think is really great about looking back in fear. There, there's just nothing good about that. So mm-hmm. I think to look forward to doing what we know how to do, put one foot in front of the other, as my sister used to say, you just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Think of the great things that you've already accomplished. Don't hurry yourself into thinking, oh my God, what about December or January? Mm-hmm. I say... Stay focused on today. Yes. Stay focused on this hour that we're dealing with right now. That's the better way to go. That's the most 
quote unquote sane way to go to stay focused on where you are right now because if you do anything else you're gonna make yourself crazy yeah. and there's just no need exactly if you if you if you if you get to next Monday then Monday becomes the day it's mm. not in the future that's that day mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's that day so that's what I always do I try to stay focused on today on this hour and I constantly give thanks to God for where I am right now absolutely well I got to tell you one thing I know bit of wisdom I've always found that the person who who thinks himself wise usually isn't and that then the person who is surprised that others think they are wise usually is. So, thank you so much, Avery Summers, my dear friend, Broadway uh, yeah. singer, actress, currently resident of West Palm Beach, Florida, but she will be back in New York and on the road, I'm sure. We wish you all the best because we know we can expect the best from you always. So take care uh, of yourself. I and will, my friend. You too. Thank you. You too. God bless. Bye now. God bless. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. And now, my friend, Broadway's Avery Summers. Bye.
without police photographing our license plate. What are we doing for veterans returning home damaged physically and mentally, suffering from depression, homelessness, and suicide? Why did the Supreme Court deposit corporate money into our electoral process? Should we redefine middle class as working poor? Or is it just another Wall Street merger? What's really behind new voter picture ID laws in certain states? Why aren't NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox asking these questions? Hello, I'm Marcello Rolando, The Reasonable Voice, thanking you for joining us in becoming one of the reasonable voices heard around the world. God give me guts is a famous D-Day prayer. Dare conservatives and liberals together honor D-Day 1944 and 2014 in giving innocent until proven guilty another shot? Free will empowers us to emulate the greatest generation or be sovereign citizens with an open carry domestic terrorist agenda to be defined by convenience store owners cheating Florida's lottery players or be like flight 33 passengers and heroically save potential gun violence victims from Seattle to Atlanta in a single day. But do we have the D-Day guts to defend the rights of Americans who continually demand our constitutional rights while they distort the sacred honor of the nation-defining words written therein? And do we have the D-Day guts to reach out to true conservatives who are being discriminated against by Koch-funded governors that they themselves elected? Have we D-Day guts to be Republicans that make Eisenhower and Reagan proud by liberally defeating governors who are anti-teacher, anti-voter, anti-citizen in Wisconsin? West Virginia, Oklahoma, Ohio, Nevada, Kansas, Iowa, Arizona, and anti-renewables, cokeheads, anti-middle America legislatures. However, before redefining ourselves as America, the gym of the Eddie Slovak firing squads, dispatching deserters as traitors, which, by the way, was condoned by General George Washington in 1781 to deter potential Federal Hill mutineers. Let's acknowledge, in our Civil War, though both North and South executed deserters, they usually waited until after a court-martial. D-Day 1944, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt, Prime Minister Winston Churchill, and General Dwight D. Eisenhower sent 150,000 of the greatest allied generation to take back Europe from the Nazis. And on D-Day 2014, we celebrate that for 70 years, the French, despite the insulting old Europe Rumsfeld and ugly American arrogance of freedom fries, have returned to the Normandy American Cemetery to tearfully thank America and Americans for coming to thank Lafayette. Yet. We can transform support our troops into a cliche of political convenience to cover up an appalling lack of medical treatment for veterans, or we can support the bipartisan Veterans Affairs Reform Bill by ejecting a Congress that has supremely failed both American civilians and those who've served them in the military. We can choose to love thy neighbor as thyself or closet our neighbors in brown backstained states in favor of lower taxes for the wealthiest while enabling legislatures to disable Medicaid expansion for the neediest and, on top of that, force legislative conversion on gay Texans. 
We can honor what veterans have fought, suffered, and died for, the sanctity of one person, one vote. Or we can host two AM tea parties behind closed courthouse doors and, like executive Republican chair, use Hines County Sheriff to ignore the fact that campaign staff were left alone with private ballots cast by Mississippi voters. We can choose to take lives or choose to save lives, to protect votes or steal elections. We can choose to do better in this 2014 election than imitating Watergate and Jim Crow with photo ID abuses of justice for all. And we can put bank executives' backs against the firing wall with legal investigation, indictment, and trial by jury. We can continue the second American concentration camp where legal counsel, trial by jury, parole, and judicial sentencing is outlawed or risk being impeached for executing an end run around a do-nothing Congress of hypocrites to close a maleficent Guantanamo, a stain on America's fading reputation for human decency with conduct unbecoming. We can, as Lincoln's past, borrow and return habeas corpus, or we can be mushroom cloud gangbangers, stealing and preserving our habeas corpus for a growing police state. Yes, we can, like tornado-destroyed Greenberg, Kansas, rebuild with renewable wind towers, if only in 2014, as we did in Operation Overlord, we reignite our United States of we band of sisters and brothers, seize the torch of Lady Liberty, and muster the guts to outvote Citizens United, temper climate change, and bring all our people home. Join us. Become one of the reasonable voices heard around the world. Thank you. Thank you for continuing to listen to, support, and share the Reasonable Voice Blog Talk Radio with family and friends, especially online. We enjoy hearing from you, and in response, yes, we are now accepting new company and business advertisers and welcoming organizations seeking to be one of our sponsors. So please do continue to email us at thereasonablevoice at gmail.com. However, if you prefer to simply make a donation, your donations are greatly appreciated and can be made through PayPal by clicking on the donate button found at the top of the homepage of the Reasonable Voice. Website. Thank you for joining us today to make every day as reasonable as possible. We hope you will download and share our downloadable podcasts. I'm Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice, hoping you will become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world.